Hello and welcome to episode five of the Hashtag Product Design Podcast. As always, for those of you who don't know or couldn't guess by the title, this is a series of talks where I'll be picking the brains of industry experts, exploring different topics within product and design. I have the pleasure of being joined today by my good friend, Piotr Tomaszewski, and today we'll be exploring the topics of mentorship within design at all levels um, and the current state of the design market in Berlin. Um, Piotr, again, ple- pleasure to have you on here, of course. Um, I know it's been a little little while coming this time, but Obviously, I was uh, a little bit delayed um, becoming a father recently. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, if you could just give us give us a little overview of yourself and your career so far, and then we'll, we'll jump straight in from there. Sure. First of all, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, we know each other for some time. Uh, I'm Piotr Tomaszewski, and uh, I'm a design leader based in Berlin, currently leading a team uh, at Contentful and outside of work. My passions are not that different, to be honest. So I organize design meetups and help yeah. other designers, especially up and coming and fresh graduates, to get their first job in design. Um, that's what I think it's a it's a bit of the community work. Uh, besides that, I pretty much fit the stereotype of a, of a Berlin hipster. So I collect vinyl records and <laughs> I chase the fancy coffees and, and cheesecakes uh, all over the city. And recently, I also uh, came back to an old hobby of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So that's uh, that's a way to relieve stress, you know, like the design yeah. is uh, it's a great job, but it comes with a bit of a stress itself. And this is how I work with it. Yeah, cool. So yeah, look, obviously, the, the first topic we're going to start off with is around mentorship in, in all levels of design. I think it's something that's certainly overlooked in the market at the moment. I think... Um, yeah everyone sort of seems to think that mentor should only be for juniors or, you know, up and coming mm. designers um, when realistically, you know, all levels of designers, even leaders, managers, you know, they, there's always mm. potentially levels above that you can have mentors, even in CEOs, directors of businesses, you know, there's, there's people that are always mm. going to be above you that you can learn from. Um, so yeah, I, I know you're obviously running your own mentorship program at the moment, which is being successful. Um, so you don't want, do you want to talk a little bit more about that mm. before, and then we'll jump into a little bit more in terms of the topic of, of mentorship mm. as a whole. Sure. Um, well, I mean, the the reason why I started even thinking of mentorship was just because I encountered a problem in my career, like a challenge that I didn't know how to uh, deal with. So I reached out to uh, a friend of mine that has a big network and asked for someone who would be willing to mentor me on my path from individual contributor to a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the support system you have at the company that you're working is a one thing, but it's good to uh also learn from others within the industry that don't have the same context but may have a similar uh career trajectory especially the ones that are a few steps ahead don't necessarily need to be super far ahead because yeah. they might lose uh, a touch yeah. of it uh yeah so that that's that was the reason why i wanted to be mentored and uh through that uh through that person who uh, reached out for me i get a few contacts i start uh started talking with a few people and with one of them i keep talking to the day shout out to uh, veronica she's a great mentor of mine that i can uh always count on her advice and support and you know by being mentored and by being helped i realized that some of those things you know that are so obvious to me might not be so obvious and trivial to others But this was just the beginning of kind of like I had a little light bulb, but it wasn't fully lit yet. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, the other occasion, someone uh, on LinkedIn was uh, asking openly for like designers to review uh, like a portfolio of someone who just wanted to enter the industry. 
as I was preparing to become a design manager, I said, well, that's a good skill to have to be able to uh, evaluate portfolio, review portfolio. So I, mm-hmm. I volunteered and I helped uh, with that. And the person, the, the junior designer reached out and, you know, we scheduled a call. Sadly, uh, there were three questions he came up with and I just connected him with three other people because I didn't have great answers to it. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. realized that this is this is helpful anyway, like just, yeah. just helping uh, others. And then I slowly started thinking, maybe I should double with this. Maybe I should like be a mentor aside of just being a mentee. So basically yeah. do it on the two, uh, two sides. What really was the, the moment where I had the, like the, 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 the aha moment, just like, yeah, I should really give back to the community and do this, uh, was after uh, uh, like an in-person Berlin, uh, meetup. It's called Berlin uh, Product Designers Meetup by Damian, a uh, good friend of mine. And uh, yeah. I was a speaker there. And straight after I get off the stage, without tripping, that was a big success, not <laughs> yeah. a trip off. Yeah. Uh, a few people lined up and they wanted to ask me questions. And I thought that this is going to be about the topic that they presented. But no, it mm. was just purely career advice because they yeah. realized that I'm, I'm a few steps ahead in my career than they are in theirs. And they just wanted to ask me a few questions. And I found myself, again, uh, pretty amazed by how easily this advice comes to me because those, I take those things for granted, having mm-hmm. a few years of experience under my yeah. belt. But for them, it was like, I saw the moments when the eyes like really blinked and they like the new narrow paths were created, you know, like mm-hmm. they really, they really get a new streams of, of thoughts in their heads. I was like, yep, that's, that's valuable. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, that was where I felt like I am going to do this. Um, there are so many options there. If you want to mentor others, like there are platforms like ADP list that I think yeah. is pretty well known. Uh, mentor crews, uh, pretty much for every use case of mentoring, whether you want to mentor juniors, like people who are being between jobs and, or maybe even startup founders, uh, there is a platform. But I decided to go on my own, kind of, uh, try to build a, per, a bit of a personal brand. Uh, yeah. Not much of, of it, but, but kind of use the uh, platform called Superpeer. It's pretty much like a video call uh, with a few other few options with scheduling. Yeah. And that's it. Like I started small, like without a website for it, without any big uh, um, uh, campaign. I just kind of posted on LinkedIn. And a few people come in, few of them get jobs. Then I post it again, a few other people. Yeah. Come in. At this point, I think I mentored 30 individuals since January. Some of them get their first jobs, which I was really surprised how good it feels, even though I yeah, speak to them once yeah. and I yeah. cannot take the credit for, yeah. for it, <laughs> but I feel great just uh, mm. that they, they succeeded. So yeah, that's, uh, that's how it's going right now. I yeah. try to do it twice a week before work. So on early mornings. Uh, yeah. And uh, so far I've been doing it uh, pro bono, just uh, to help yeah. the other designers. <laughs> But I realized that uh, in the situations right, like right now, where I'm, I'm booked ahead, I would intro, like I, I, I sometimes introduce like a small fee for portfolio reviews yeah. because these things are time consuming, and I yeah, just course, just my yeah. way to introduce a friction to not get yeah. too many people in the yeah. in the queue. But yeah, the intention was never to kind of turn it into a side hustle, but rather than to yeah. just find a platform for me to share what I learn, uh, because I you know. 
I'm a charter box anyway, so <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's great. I think obviously giving back to the community is is really important. And I think um, the fact that you know you've worked with thirty people, and you know the fact that even one person has got a job, as you said, you're not directly mm-hmm. responsible for that. But you'd like to think that some of the advice you've given them would have helped them in interview processes or just generally um, in securing the position. And I think that you know yeah. a lot more, a lot more stuff like this should happen um and i think mentorship you only really see it as you know if you're in a job at the moment like who who's more senior than me or if there's like a dedicated mentor you know a lot of managers or lead designers or things like that even senior designers might say you know i'm responsible for mentoring people but that the extent of that mentorship is 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 questionable and you know you don't know specifically how Mm. much they're actually getting mentored by these people Um, but yeah okay cool so in terms of people being able to reach out to other people to to be mentored you know sometimes a bit mm-hmm. of an awkward topic you know approaching people on linkedin mm-hmm. or you know finding you know, people outside of your network let's say because you know generally people advice you go to people you trust right um mm-hmm. or you go to people that you know um have you have seen on linkedin that do it or, mm-hmm. you, or you seem to trust but how do you think people can start to you know look or seek mentorship more you know what are the approaches mm-hmm. you would advise for mm-hmm. people to do or designers to do mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there is, I have multiple experiences every, every time it happened differently. And those mentorship relationships also go differently. Sometimes like it's someone you speak regularly, sometimes it's more like an ad hoc one off, yeah. and then a few months of silence. It really depends on the person and their schedule. Uh, but I wouldn't uh, dismiss any of the, of the ideas that you might already have. So uh, an easy way is to just go on the platforms that I mentioned, like they mm. exist for a reason and they're pretty easy to get in. Uh, another option is like, if you're interested by being mentored by someone that you follow on LinkedIn or social yeah. media, reach out directly. Uh, like I have good success with that, just cold LinkedIn yeah. messages. But the key here is to be genuine and precisely ask what you want, which is like mm. not just, hey, you know, as the, the current LinkedIn meme says, we uh, we both breathe oxygen, therefore we should connect, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, 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 exactly, like, yeah. just mention why this person specifically. Yeah. Like, it's like trying to get a job, like your cover mm. letter, if you're writing a generic one, better don't write it at all. Like just yeah, if you have a reason to work for a company, just yeah. put it there. So like I had one situation where I was looking at the recorded uh, meetup talk and I really like one presentation. And while watching it, I could not stop the urge to just message this person on LinkedIn. And I put <laughs> yeah. the link saying, I really loved your presentation. I put the yeah. link. So it was like not one of the thousands of presentations, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this yeah. particular one. And I asked, like, would you be open to discussing it, either chatting here or like in the video yeah. call? And I was surprised how fast that person says, yeah, sure, let's have yeah. a call. Yeah. We didn't have many calls after that, but yeah. the initial one was, uh, I think, worked just because my request was like genuine and transparent. I said, yeah. like, I would really like to ask about those things. I don't know how much of is there it in for you. But uh, we find no hard yeah. feelings if you say no to it. But yeah. basically, I put myself on the line there. So yeah. that's the second method. Uh, the third method is to just, um, you know, ask. <laughs> it's kind of sounds silly, but just ask friends for friends of friends or like yeah. the kind of secondary of, and tertiary yeah. uh, circles of, of your connections. Uh, we work at companies that usually have multiple levels of seniority. And 
someone might just know that within the company that they work, there is someone who gives great advice, who's yeah. this kind of grassroots type of leader that people come yeah. uh, for advice. Maybe that's that's the kind of middleman connection you need with. You know, you ask a friend, they are not your mentor, but they know someone who might be. Yeah. Uh, so an intro, the third way. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the fourth one is, uh, is, is requires a bit of... Uh, uh, courage and, uh, and and the social skills which is like basically if you really love a meetup presentation or a conference one this is the greatest moment to approach someone who yeah. might be really hard to reach online is actually after they've done something yeah. like a presentation it's super like they might be emotional it's 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 stressful for everyone so they're like full with endorphins like <laughs> yeah. they feel good you know dopamine and stuff like that yeah. and then you line up with other people who just <laughs> yeah. want to thank or take a photo yeah. and say please teach me teach me yeah. your way that's yeah. that's what you do uh, mm. i don't have particular experience with that but i think it, it might work knowing how i felt when i get yeah. out of this stage and i felt so good and i really was happy that people approached me yeah yeah, I think the I think the most difficult thing to get over is the actual initial approach, isn't it? The initial yeah. getting the courage up to say, maybe just even accept your own weaknesses in a sense, because I think a lot of people are against it because they get to a point in their career or um, they think they're essentially a little bit better than they actually are. Um, mm. And they get to a point in their career, especially more senior people, um, where they think, you know, I've done this for so many years, there's nothing new that I can possibly learn. So I'm not mm. going to bother reaching out when you know, things might not be going right. It's blame culture. No, it's not my fault. Mm. It, you know, I, yeah. there's no, it can't be my fault. I've been doing this for so many years, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I think the initial just reaching out or the initial engagement of, of asking mm. people for, for help, because as you said, um, the, the person you approached was more than happy to have a chat. And I don't know too many yeah. people, you know, in, in my personal situation, you know, if anyone asks me a question or asks for advice, I, I love giving advice and you know, I love providing advice. I love helping that those particular people. And I don't think many people would turn a blind eye to someone who was mm. genuinely reaching out about a genuine yeah. problem or a genuine concern that they had or a personal interest that they had about something mm -hmm. you might have written or something you might have knowledge on. Um, so yeah, I just think it's that initial engagement. That's mm. the, the issues a lot of the time um why yeah. do you why do you think it's so important that um even senior members of the team as, as we just discussed mm -hmm. you know people get to a stage in their career where they become senior um and mm -hmm. that's you know it's less likely that they're going to say yeah you know i could use some help or some advice why do you think it's so mm -hmm. important that people buy into having mentors at every level mm -hmm. yeah the the thing is that the higher you are in any form of a hierarchy in an organization or just further ahead in your career, the less clear it is what you need to do to get to the next stage. Yeah. So design is a quite young discipline. So every, every level behind, like uh, aside, like after senior is pretty yeah. loosely yeah. defined. Yeah. Like some <laughs> companies have leads, others yeah. have staff, some have senior staff that there's principal. And like, if you ask, uh, and do some research every company is kind of different a bit yeah. in terms of like uh, um, responsibilities like especially with the word lead there's a lot of problems because product design lead and lead product designers are totally different roles <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know whether some companies know the difference themselves yeah. so it's pretty confusing you don't know what you need to do to level up in your company, you might be the most senior person. So mm -hmm. like, and you, you might report into someone in product or engineering yeah. or depending on how the organization is structured. So you literally have no other sources of like, yeah, I like, I 
I need to do those things to, uh, to level mm. up my career. So uh, if you're interested in staying in the company and honing your craft and, 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 or maybe actually exploring a different path, like a manager path, for yeah. example, you've been a senior IC and you're like, I really want to work with people, but my manager is in a different part of the org chart. Uh, I don't know what I need to do to, to yeah. maybe create this position for me. It's good to just take a, uh, take advice from someone who has that external perspective, who might have done it in the different mm -hmm. company. The other thing is that um, regardless of whether you want to go manager track or like a, like a lead or staff uh, level, you will be working with, uh, like you will be working outside of what, what, uh, what made you senior designer. Like basically you need to get out of the, the skill sets that you have already. Because like your path from uh, uh, like an associate through midweight to senior, it's pretty merit based. You just get better yeah. at the craft, yeah. and then from there, usually you either need to be able to influence others and lead large scale projects, which is mm. you know what you've been doing on a much smaller scale. It requires different skills, some yeah. of the social skills, like presentation skills, mm. uh, sometimes negotiation skills as well. Mm. If you want to go to manager uh, track, it's like a totally different job. Mm. Like suddenly mm. you don't do, don't spend your days in Figma anymore, but you spend yeah. listening to people and trying to connect them with right projects or uh, yeah. other people. So it's like, it's good to give yourself benefit of a doubt uh, and say, hey, I have all of these skills, that's great. But what get me here won't necessarily get me to the next level. So let's mm. just listen for uh, and learn from someone who who, who might see it uh, from a different perspective. Yeah, uh, that's the that's another reason. The the the, the last reason I like to uh, bring in is probably my personal preference. Um, uh, I love reading, but at one point I realized how much of written uh, material that exists in design industry is self-promotion plus the things when they go to uh, like the, all the stages to the, to become published is all like the market has already moved on. Yeah. So like, I really love to learn from others, people's experiences, especially mm. not that old ones, like more, mostly recent ones. Yeah. That's why like, for me, it's just great learning. Like if I want to learn a new skill, I would now first go and look for people who I can learn from rather than mm. uh, a book that I can read on this or an article I can read on the subject. But that's, uh, as I said, maybe a preference. Mm. Uh, I think the most important thing is what you said, like not let this feeling of, yeah, I know everything already. I'm the most senior mm. designer here. Yeah. Why should I bother? It's like actually embrace a, like a growth mindset and said, Okay, I'm pretty good at what I'm doing, but uh, am I really sure that if I just keep doing what I'm doing right now, I'm going to move my yeah. career forward? And then mm -hmm. if the answer is no, look for other people outside of yeah. your circle and, and ask them for advice. Yeah, I think it's um, it comes down to some I think sense of being comfortable, complacency in a role. I think a lot of the time people... <laughs> Uh, obviously as a recruiter i reach out to a lot of people and i hear a lot of the time you know yeah i'm, I'm happy in my role um mm. that's the common thing you know if, if they if i reach out to them about an opportunity in there the common theme is yeah yeah opportunity looks great but i'm happy in my role um mm. but if i can get if i can engage them a little bit further and, and get the, maybe to speak to them on the phone and and say yes you're happy in your role but could you be happier a lot of the time the answer is mm. yes you know it's 
very rare that someone says to me, I'm in the absolute perfect position. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with my job um, and there's nothing else I could want from anywhere else. Um, but a lot of the time it's, uh, again, a lot of the time it's, I feel like I've hit a bit of a, a barrier in my personal development mm. or a bit of a barrier with, with growth within the, the company and things like that. And sometimes it, it can be um, your own fault. You know, it's, it's a lot about self-awareness. Yeah. Um, being aware of what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Um, and if you feel like you've got no weaknesses, then <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone does. There, um, yeah, yeah. There's, another, there's another aspect to it, uh, which is related to like the merit and the biz business needs. So basically, usually up to a senior uh, designer, like, as I said, it's merit based. So like the companies will promote you without, it's just like from their perspective, it's like they get more value at a bigger cost. Yeah. But if you want to become a manager or uh, like a lead, like the business needs to have a need for you to fill with this role. Yeah. Like if you have two designers, like one of them shouldn't become a manager for the other one. It makes yeah. no sense, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. uh, the team, but the, if the team is big and one of the people is like has a like feels hears the calling to work with people and mm. feels like they would do a good job and wants to try it. Uh, and the business need is there, that can happen. So sometimes what you need mentorship on is how to help your luck, how to influence mm. stakeholders around you to create that position for yeah. you, to see the need that you might already see, but there is like, you know, that, that they might not see it yet. And this yeah. is becoming a meta uh, mentoring. It's like not how to do the job, but how to kind of build environment around you in the current company so you can get the job that you, you really yeah. want and how to try uh, new things. Yeah. So this is especially uh, what people within the company might not be able to help you mm. uh, because yeah. it's, even though the context of your company is very specific, like how to create opportunities for you that requires a certain level of maturity and, yeah. and, and, uh, and professional experience that you mm. might not have uh, in-house. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you might, you might not believe this, Piotr, but once, once upon a time, I actually was a professional athlete. Um, I played, okay. prof played professional football for, um a few years um okay but i like I to that. yeah i like to compare everything i do in recruitment in any job um you know the elite the elite level of athletes whether it's football whether it's golf whether you know any sport mm -hmm. um the amount they train to become better is every day you know it's every day training yeah. every day looking to improve every day you know it's marginal gains where where can i become slightly if i can become 0.01 percent better at this thing then mm. over time it will slide it will start to increase and i'll become a lot better at it gradually um but i feel like you know even in my job now you know in terms of actual training looking to improve it's minimal you know it, it, it's not mm. the the mindset in a lot of jobs out there is that you know you get to a certain level and yes there is training that you can look for and there is ways you can improve yourself and things like that but you know to become the elite level of anything you want to do, you have to mm. train and want to improve yourself every day. And I think it's crazy to expect, you know, as we as we've said, you know, when you get to a certain level of comfort, of complacency, that you think, you know, this mm. is this is the peak of what I can do at the moment, and there's nothing mm. I can do to influence it. When realistically, there's tons of things you can do. And network's a great mm. place to start because yeah. there is, you know, there's the design market's crazy right now. There's so many designers in Berlin, so many designers mm. across across the world at the moment. There's so many people we can reach out to who've had similar circumstances to you where mm. you, know, you might have made your way up from junior to mid-level to senior, you know, mm. and then you want to take that next step into leadership. And that next step into leadership is probably the most difficult one, as you mentioned, because it depends whether mm. you become, you know, 
a leader of projects or you become an actual leader mm. of people. Um, mm. And those are the two type of pathways you can take and both are very, very different. Um, yep. So I think the common theme that I get sometimes is that people just expect, you know, I'm, I'm to be, I've been senior for two or three years now. I've been senior for four years. You know, the next mm. nat natural progression for me is just to become a lead and, mm. and that's it. Um, but to actually be a good leader takes a lot of skill, mm. takes a lot of time and training to, to learn the, the trade, essentially. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, uh, especially in the positions where like the business need plays a role, you cannot just hope to, yeah, I'm barely there. I just deserve a chance. You yeah, actually, exactly. Yeah. So you're doing the job yeah. for some time. So if you don't even know where to start, that's yeah. a great opportunity to look for yeah. advice from, from mentors. Um, and, you know, I, I, I like what you, when, you, when you said that you feel like, yeah, there's nothing for me to grow internally. That's actually why you need mentorship. Sometimes yeah. you see the opportunities that exist, but you just scan your environment. You see like there's something I can do. Yeah. Well, there might be, this might be true, but mm. there might be actually that you are like, uh, in the in the point of your career that like your your optics is is key, yeah. you know like yeah, you should be focused yeah <laughs> yeah you should be focused if you just change your perspective and that's why uh, like a good mentor can help you with then you suddenly see all the things you can do so mm. yeah I think this is a bit of a reality check at a certain level as well yeah. which is like if you feel like I'm not growing anymore and I'm in the corner and there's nothing mm. I can do. Um, very likely you spent way too long time without someone trying to help you yeah. see where you really are from a perspective. Um, yeah. So like I would treat other people as a reality check as the same as we do in design, mm. right? You, yeah. you don't want to spend too much time like perfecting your solution before you test the initial kind yeah. of value proposition or a prototype. Like you want to get it out of the door as fast as possible. And the same is like uh, you can treat your career as a product. Yes. Too. It's like you yeah. take chances, you yeah. experiment, maybe you try the management track and you realize yeah. you don't really want it. Yeah. Maybe you uh, become like a, a lead designer and just focus on the projects while at the yeah. same time, I don't know, onboard yeah. other people or mentor uh, uh, interns. That's, yeah. you know, like all those things are now I see those opportunities only because yeah. I spend enough time talking with others that they ask me questions like, but what can mm. you do to get you yeah. closer to what you want? Right. And yeah. only, only now I, I see that. So yeah. as you can see, I'm like the fully converted to like mentorship yeah. game changer. And I think everyone yeah. should give it a try. Yeah. Um, I agree. Just, you know, that's, yeah. that's yeah. Just the best thing you can do. Yeah. I think, um, I think a good point to make is that, you know, when, let's say, for instance, I, I'm working with a client and they say, yeah, you know, we're looking to hire a lead product designer. Um, one of the first questions I ask is, so why, why aren't you looking, you know, is there no one internally that you can promote into that position? Um, yeah. And then, you know, you get, you speak to, to people about their role and they say, yeah, you know, I've been a senior for a while. Um, there, there is a lead product position, product design position open, but they haven't considered me for it. You know, I've obviously spoke to my manager about it, but they haven't considered me for it. Um, and it's a lot to do with them not being in, you know, they haven't shown the, what they need to yeah. be to, to go into those yeah. positions because people hire from outside because they want someone who's got the experience or has been through that. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of the time it costs them so much more to hire externally. Um, oh, yeah. And a, a lot of companies will want to promote internally, but if you haven't shown the, 
the ability, the, the, the thirst for, for growth and the thirst for learning about this particular role um, and showing the credentials that need to be for this role. That's why they hire externally. You know, the company saves so much more on if they just give someone an internal promotion um, to that particular role. But unless you're unless you're ready, you know, you, you can't just yeah. expect specs. You know, I think the common misconception is that I've been here the longest. I should I deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's it's interesting because it's related to some other thing that I noticed while mentoring. Uh, just like it's it's never just one side thing. It's always just the dynamics between uh, like the companies and the people working for those companies and the people on the market. Uh, the I think it's good to just you know take this as a, your mantra that yeah I cannot just uh, wait and hope that people will notice me for what I'm yeah capable of doing you need to show examples and you yeah. need to show them consistently because if you get promoted to that next level that's going to be the minimum of the expectations yeah, exactly yeah from that day on when you're promoted like you're expected to just have a like uh, the worst yeah. case scenario a flat line of performance on this yeah. level while before yeah. you were at this level uh but the other thing uh, about is uh like I learned about so much, like so I mentored people who are fresh out of bootcamp, but also people who are in between jobs and they yeah. sometimes struggle to understand what level they are on uh, yeah. right now because they were like a single designer for a company for years. Yeah. And they don't know, like, I feel like a junior because I never work with another designer, yeah. but also like sometimes I apply for senior and we are speaking and so I, I just don't know. And they, they I try to help them get perspective based on the, the, the work that they have and the, the, the samples of it. But uh, companies themselves sometimes don't know when is a good time to promote someone. So yeah. basically the more proactive you become, the better. And if you're like people in your company don't necessarily know what are we looking for on the lead level, yeah. uh, get outside advice and, and sh like do stuff differently mm. and make it, make sure that you're visible doing yeah. it yeah uh but yeah like that's one of the things i i, I noticed is that it's it's a system right like so you have people who want to get in the companies from outside people who are there in already and want to get promoted and the company and it's like it's different dynamics i yeah. totally right like uh it's much cheaper to promote someone internally but sometimes i, fi I find it much harder to get somewhat something internally than externally yeah. which is kind of counterintuitive but yeah. this is my experience yeah. um yeah like one other thing that i noticed is that um maybe that's a, a slight tangent is like majority of my mentoring calls were are revolving around the uh, hiring processes uh, especially people fresh out of bootcamp, they are just not ready to this yeah, like, yeah. series of acrobatics that some companies ask candidates <laughs> yeah. to go through. Yeah. And they ask me like, well, simple questions like, how does the good portfolio look like? But then how do I prepare for a recruiter screen versus for a hiring manager yeah. or versus for a whiteboard challenge? Yeah. Uh, so like one of the problems that I noticed that is more of a like an industry-wide problem through just those individual mentor mentees that come yeah. to me for, for advice is that uh, at one side, the companies swear that they want top talent uh, and they put a process in place that's supposed to work for it. And then the candidate either could not get through the process or the ones who get through it are not on the quality level yeah. that the company would like to. So I think no one is really challenging 
starting with challenging their own hiring processes. And I think mm-hmm. it's worth to um, to to take a, a, a good look there uh, as an industry. We should yeah. kind of always challenge our existing uh, hiring yeah. processes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you feel comfortable in in interviewing, maybe that's a great opportunity for you to yeah. become a mentor. You know, yeah. so we we focus on uh, asking for mentorship, but also. I think it's important to identify the the talents you have already. You might be just I don't know two years in the in the in the job, but you do something extremely well. Mm. It's 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 a good time to start uh, sharing it. I had yeah. a few people who I who I mentored, and then at one point I said, "Hey, I think you would be a great mentor too. Like, can I send some people to you?" And they say, "No, yeah. I, I'm still learning. I think I'm too early." I was like. You already have something to offer. Yeah, it's like no one has all the answers. You shouldn't wait to yeah. mentor until you have all the answers. Like I don't mm. know about I don't know that much pro- compared to someone who does it five uh, for, for five more years. But I have something to offer already, and I think yeah. everyone's like that. Yeah, exactly. Everyone everyone has a unique perspective. Everyone's learned different things from different people because you know the mentor program that you run, the the mentor conversations that you have with your the mentor the mentors that you um go to you know they mm. you'll take different things from those experiences you might not take everything in so yeah stuff that you took in might be different to something else that someone else took in from from that same chat mm. let's say um so yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone has a unique perspective but i think going back to the um the hiring process and obviously the guys coming out of the boot camps and things i completely agree mm-hmm. i think even you know i've had hiring managers literally tell me you know i don't want anyone who's fresh out of a boot camp or i don't want anyone you know yeah. some people are saying i don't want people who are like junior mid-level who've been to like iron hack and mm-hmm. um career foundry and things like that because they just think mm-hmm. that they're all sort of programmed to put a port like design a portfolio the exact mm-hmm. same way they all look the exact mm-hmm. same I think it's fair to it in a certain extent. I think you can definitely mm. tell when people have, you know, have come from Iron Hack or Career Foundry with their portfolios, mm. but I think it's wrong to disregard them completely just based on the fact that mm. they were there. Of course. Some great designers have come from there. So I think this leads us very naturally into our next topic, um, yeah. which is obviously the, the hiring market at the moment in Berlin. Um, mm-hmm. In all honesty, it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the state of the market is just just crazy. There's so many people hiring designers at the moment. However, I think the the first sort of topic we wanted to cover off was the senior market at the moment is mm. where every, everything's at. You know, you, all you have to do is click on LinkedIn and you can see from the mm. jobs everyone's looking for senior designers, yeah, yeah. and they are taking full advantage of that in the market at the moment. Yeah. Um, rightly so, you know, rightly so. I think every you know every senior designer I speak to, any recruit speaks to at the moment, they're speaking to three, four, five other mm. you know, other companies getting offers from other companies because so many they're in mm. such high demand but i think we've both seen a an issue with this is that obviously mm. the senior the senior the, the quality senior market is obviously mm. there's only a certain extent that, that 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 goes to um and a lot of the mid-levels and juniors are getting absolutely mm. no chance of securing these positions mm. because you know mid-levels apparently mm. aren't at that required level yet obviously juniors there's barely anyone hiring junior designers or giving them a mm. chance at the moment. And, but they're ending up paying senior designers crazy amounts mm. of money at the moment because the demand is so high. So what, what's, your, what's your take on the market mm. at the moment from a senior perspective? Mm. I think that uh, uh, it's, again, a problem of, like, of a perspective. So the companies who swear they need a senior, they have a very zoomed-in perspective. They think mm. of their needs 
and they feel like they're probably our seniors on the market and we need that and we won't accept anything below that. The reality is like every senior has a lot of choice and oftentimes those offers are pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, because like the, like even though it's still not a, a common thing in Berlin to see a salary range in the job offer, yeah, but like people, crazy. people, yeah. people, yeah. Well, but yeah. people speak to each other anyway, and yeah, yeah, uh, you, course, yeah. you don't need to be uh, like a senior researcher to like go on to websites and maybe look at the local uh, data survey results. Yeah. So basically, people know. Sometimes it 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 gets to a point whether I want to work on the uh, product or not. But sometimes it's also about you know companies differentiating themselves from the sea of other messages and that's still a game changer i think if the message is personalized yeah but in general i think this is such a short-sighted strategy to just say like we are here we are one of like our company matters we need a senior designer we need to get it it's just yeah. like you need to zoom out and say and see how many are how many open jobs are there with yeah. whom you're really competing these days, you're not competing with your local companies, but with the international giants that exactly, pay yeah. like probably twice as you pay. Yeah. How can you differentiate from that? The other thing is that, do you really need a specific experience? Let's, let's say you're a fintech company, and then do you really need someone who has like relevant experience in, like, I don't know, yeah. banking sector, right? Yeah. Is, is this something that you can acquire through the job? uh the the other thing is like do you already have designers who are like senior or like around the senior all of these things all of these questions you need to ask yourself uh could lead to an answer i don't actually need another senior i can grow someone in the senior by bringing in someone mm. below that level so it's a win-win situation which i think yeah. a lot of companies still don't see as a solution to their problem just like if you compete against the, the companies that you might not be able to match their salary or the, the yeah. benefits package or sometimes the product, what you can do is you can, uh, well, give people a chance, which is such a, yeah. <laughs> such a, <laughs> such a worthy thing to say, but it doesn't, yeah. you know, like it doesn't it's always right, yeah, work like this, yeah. but just think of the people you have already. Like if, let's say you have a midweight who kind of hope to be promoted three times, but it didn't work because you mm. feel like they're not senior enough. And then you hire the senior from the outside. Probably there is like a twenty k difference in pay. Yeah. Soon you might be looking for another designer because the one you have will be frustrated and leave. Yeah, so exactly. maybe instead yeah. of that, bring bring in someone who's not that senior and yeah. let like create the environment for them to exchange mm. knowledge. One will yeah. grow into a senior. If you hired a junior, they will grow in the midway in no yeah. time because nothing beats that mentorship one to one yeah. within the company. Uh, I just think that uh, it's a it's a false pretense to believe that everyone can get their own senior uh, with because the, yeah. the, the 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 kind of the pool is infinite. Mm. The thing is that you become senior by being uh, junior first. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you cannot exactly. compete with your offer by any criteria, yeah, you need to do something different. Uh, invest in the people. That's yeah. reciprocity effect. Like if someone feels like the company really invests in their growth. Uh, sometimes it's a matter of education budget, but sometimes mm. it's a matter of actually, is this my story? So like I was yeah. hired as a junior designer for a company that never had a designer. So I didn't know what I was doing and the company <laughs> didn't really know yeah. how design could design look like, but they have this awesome senior and really tenured product owner who was passionate about user experience as a something mm. 
out of his job that was yeah. kind of related and like he was just bringing his expertise and his genuine interest and was challenging my ideas and i learned from him even though he wasn't a designer so yeah. i owe him a lot shout out to uh Tomasz, um <laughs> back in post nine so this is this is this is what i'm saying like i felt like they really invested in me by like making me a pro Protege, protege, protege. Yeah, protege. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. protege. Uh, yeah. Someone more senior, like maybe yeah. not directly working in the same field, but basically I felt like I have the support system, right? Like mm. if I ask many juniors in there, you know, you feel like you hit the, the wall and you don't know how to move forward. Obviously you can check online, but then I have someone say, hey, do you have a minute? I have this problem. And that's, you know, that's how you build mm. the, the, the future yeah. talents that you might think that you need the senior today but in reality no one regardless of their seniority level yeah. <laughs> hits the ground running the first year. <laughs> exactly i was literally, so, literally just about to say i constantly hear the word the, the, the phrase oh well, we need someone who's going to hit the ground running but anyone who's coming into a brand new team brand new product they're going to have some sort of you know wearing in period vesting period where they're going to have to learn about the product learn about the team learn about how it works there because it's not going to be the exact yeah. same same as where they've come from before and they you know it's going to take months it's not going to be like a, a quick thing that just happens you know it's going to take months for them yeah. to do that whereas as, as we've said you know giving a junior a midway the chance to do that you know it might take a tiny bit longer you know, it might take a few months more longer for them to get up to speed but you've probably probably spent 20 20,000 30,000 less on their basic salary mm. um and benefits package or whatever it might be um mm. but we'll get the same result in you know a matter of months essentially um yeah but yeah what i mean as we as we've said the, the market's so crazy and i think we're now seeing we're now getting to the point where i've had real life scenarios of this where the hiring managers are actually paying seniors more than they're themselves <laughs> um so where do you think where do you think this has all stemmed from? I know mm. I feel like since the pandemic and then since it's all started to come, we come out of the the main sort of core period where there's obviously lots of lockdowns and things like that. But for mm. me, it was it was probably towards like a year ago where everything started to go a bit crazy, and then this is where mm. this massive salary increase has, has happened. So where do you think this has stemmed from? Mm. I don't know, like, I think this might be like a few things just happening at this similar time. So one thing is that the pandemic was a stress test to the idea that software is eating the world. I mean, a lot of services just move online. Yeah. So people swear that they need to go to the gym to get fit. And then for two years, they do home workouts and <laughs> apparently it is as good, you know, yeah. and they save <laughs> yeah. money. but because of uh, that, there is like a whole new spectrum of health and fitness apps and someone yeah. needs to design those right someone needs to yeah. design those program those and, and and ship them to the market so that's one thing kind of like the acceleration of digitalization of the world and the services and the products uh becoming more and more digital that's one thing the other thing is that just burnout out of accelerated burnout in your current role so basically lockdown make everything go on like this dark black and white filter everything that felt so normal like kind of going to the office and yeah. commute like even though uh, there was a there was a moment when people really were using the new normal and they were like or no sorry they were using the terms like when things go back to normal <laughs> and they were like nostalgic and rosy yeah. about yeah i spent two, two hours in the commute and it was i was all, uh, uh, like among the people all day uh, so after two years of uh, of lockdown maybe 
you know, some companies didn't do well in terms of like securing, like the, keeping their culture yeah. at the same level that it was in the office, or maybe that just like what would the burnout you would have in the company in four years just happened was accelerated by the fact that your, your whole life was kind of put on hold a bit because yeah. of the pandemic. So uh, that's what the whole, the great resignation thing comes yeah, after. Yeah. Like people just are burned out that they need to change. Sometimes if like in product design, they have options, they will use that options just for the sake of change. We cannot yeah, yeah. also dismiss that. Some, sometimes you just need a change and uh, if there are options, you take them. Uh, the other thing that uh, might be this related to the salaries that you mentioned, uh, typical salary sources that we based our kind of understanding of what market pays changed greatly in the last two years. Yeah, so like yeah. there's yeah like the the, the 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 market is crazy also in terms of like how much more you get paid, you know now versus two years or three years ago. Yeah that might be a reason why someone leaves the company because mm. the company might not be so willing to kind of step up to the market. Yeah. They leave and then they still have to yeah. get someone externally for more money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that it's just last two years were really crazy and they accelerated certain changes that were already happening. Uh, what I am kind of semi-humorously thinking is that the role of a manager like a people manager will soon be the guardian of talent, mm. which is like you will do everything Actually, you can yeah. to secure the talent <laughs> yeah. you have. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, yeah. it's pretty worthy pursuit because as a people manager, you want the people in your team to be fulfilled yeah. because the only way how you get the performance out of them is yeah. uh, by them feeling fulfilled. So, like, someone needs to care for you, someone needs to make sure that you're interested in growth in this area. Great, these are projects that will let, let you happen. Yeah. But uh, when you said that uh, sometimes the, the, the senior specialists get paid more than their managers, I start to think like sometimes it makes sense, you know? Mm. Sometimes it, it, it's a different job. Uh, and finding a rare specialist that can just do the job uh, exceptionally well, like, calls for, uh, for a high. Um, yeah. Uh, salary. I, yeah. I don't. I don't really necessarily think like we should pay only by hierarchies. Like we should. Yeah. There are so many criteria there, but we could spend. Yeah, 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 course, it, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I think. Um, I just want to go back to one of your other points. Um, you may yeah. mentioned there was that. Um, yeah, as you said, people managers might become the guardians of, of talent. Um, and something you mentioned before was that you know companies. Um, you know trying to reach out to businesses, trying to separate themselves from the crowd. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's highly difficult. And obviously it's a big thing for us as recruiters to try and separate ourselves. And I know, yeah. you know, with there's new things we can do now, you know, we can, we, we can reach out via mm -hmm. video, we can do set, you know, tons of different things, but mm -hmm. in, all, in all honesty, there's some people are literally unreachable. Um, mm -hmm. But I think presented with in the right way of the right offer. Um, I just wanted to say, ask you the question, because what do you think companies need to do better in order to attract talent um because mm -hmm. i think one major problem is that they're all of the job descriptions look exactly the same they rely on yeah. inbound leads um they rely on you know fresh fruit in the office and things like mm -hmm. that like, no one actually cares about that stuff really um mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that's just that's just expected these days you know it's expected to have mm -hmm. like a cool office you know flexible working hours remote work and stuff like that but mm -hmm. well i saw a i saw an article on linkedin before and I, I can't remember who wrote it but they they were talking about um creating culture and trying to send the message across via the job description mm -hmm. as well um mm -hmm. you know, instead of put, instead of putting you know the generic stuff that everyone expects there to be mm -hmm. on the job description having 
being like brutally honest in the job description. I think they said mm. they were early stage company. You know, there wasn't too many people. There was still mm. lots to do, but they were you know, brutally honest, really transparent. And they said once they switched to that type of job description as opposed to mm. the generic one, they had so many more people applying because they could see why yeah. this is a genuine company. They're being really honest about where they're at at the moment. And this is something I'm genuinely interested mm. in. And I think that's where I think mm. job descriptions and things need to change. But what's your opinion on, on, on mm. those topics? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are two things that I think really work. One is, and both are more time consuming than copy pasting the same job description <laughs> yeah. that everyone had, yeah. but you want the quality candidates, right? So you need to work for it. So first thing is like, I wanted yeah, plus one for the job description that actually read like uh, someone speaking to you directly, like another adult human being. Yeah. <laughs> the more clarity you can put in there so that people know what they're signing up themselves to, the better. So, for example, like I saw uh, like a job description for a head of design position and I like it ne never, I never found like kind of anything mentioning how much of the work is hands-on versus like strategic yeah. versus like people management. Yeah. And then the first call I had with the, with the recruiter, I was like, yeah, actually it's like, we suspect like 12 to 18 months of full hands-on work because uh, that's the state where the company is in. Mm. Right. And that didn't match my like exactly. what I wanted to yeah. my career with. And, and I would all, love yeah. Yeah, I would wasted love time, to read yeah. it. Like, even <laughs> yeah. though you're hey, like the kind of the job description would read something like, Hey, you know, it's ahead of the same position. Uh we are open to people who maybe are not on this level because mm. your first year it's gonna be doing a lot of hands yeah. and work and mm. slowly building that leadership muscle. Yeah. That reads much better. Um mm. the other thing is that uh while we Try not to be shallow, right? The big brands, they have a power of the brand. Uh, mm. And some, some brands actually don't have that flair to it. They yeah. actually, when you read about the brands, like, who would like to work there? Yeah. Maybe it's a great job. Maybe that's a new R&D thing that yeah. they're cooking, but the brand is just what, not, not what you associate with great yeah. work. So this is where interesting and sometimes funny, sometimes that honest uh, job descriptions comes to play. Mm -hmm. Because you feel, oh, that's this brand that I'd never expect much yeah. of, but it feels like they know what they're doing. They're looking for a very specific type of a person. But that's just what companies can do actively. Just kind of take a good look at your job description and make sure that you're not just beating the dead horse mm. while like you're fresh and trying to get uh, the, uh, like differentiate yourself the other thing is much harder uh, which is like uh, the state of design manager job these days as we all try to hire is that you source a lot because like there's not enough sourcing specialists in companies so you just go on LinkedIn uh, mm. like kind of sourcing tool and just add everyone there to yeah. pipeline and yeah. then you do a blanket reach out which is not great, to be honest, you know, yeah. because then yeah. the, the conversion rate is very low. So yeah. what I think if you, you want to do differently is like assume less and research more. What I mean by that, I get a lot of offers that are like, hey, we're this great company. Would you like to join us as the product designer? Like I put certain words in my profile indicates that I want to put my career towards the people management, towards yeah. leadership in general. Like, and uh, there is like no match in how I read yeah. this. Like there's nothing in my gut, nothing mm. in my emotional system responding to it. I just, mm. it's a big math. Yeah. Why should I care? And I don't reply. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Mm. Uh, so if you would research someone's profile, you would know. Uh, I 
sourced candidates that I intuitively knew they would never respond. Guess what? Because the company that the challenges that the, the company I represented had didn't match their clear personal brand. Yeah. So there was a yeah. designer who spent last five years in health tech. The other designer that I sourced was uh, like focused on uh, like uh, woman empowerment and like working NGOs. Yeah. Like you need to know to whom you're speaking to. You need to yeah. do your research. Like it's worth like giving yourself a benefit of the doubt and trying still. Yeah. But like uh, someone asked me actually whether I know a designer interested in sus sustainability project. And actually I, I remember a profile from LinkedIn and I sent it straight away just because the candidate was manifesting his interest in yeah. su sustainability and uh, like uh, everything that revolves on like making the planet still a place that we can mm. all live on for, for some time. Yeah. Uh, so if, it, uh, if someone puts the, their self on the like openly in LinkedIn profile, take advantage of that yeah. and, and don't just like treat everyone the same and saying, we believe we are great. Do you have a time to jump on the call to discuss yeah. how great we are? Like, yeah, you know, that's not really great strategy. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah. Sometimes it's tough if if people don't put too much, if they don't give away too much on the LinkedIn profile. I think it's always worth a shot, of that's course, true. as you as you mentioned. Yeah. But I think a lot of people do put some details on there now, not necessarily what they're looking for. Um, but certainly past experience tells you tells you a lot about what they've done, what their interests are. You know, if they've been in fintech for. 10 years likelihood is they probably quite enjoy fintech <laughs> but yeah. then again but then again you know still i would approach them about a different different position in a different industry because a lot of people i speak to have been in industries for long they're like you know i think it's time for a fresh perspective fresh change in industry but mm -hmm. i completely agree i think it's it's about the type of approach understanding what they want what they potentially could want and tailoring mm -hmm. your approach to that is is so key mm -hmm. and it's especially in today's market because they're receiving so many different messages at the moment mm -hmm. In terms of retention, so obviously we talked about approaching, trying to engage mm -hmm. talent. Um, what do you think companies are going to do better at the moment when there's so many offers, so many companies wanting mm. them at the moment to try and retain their top talent? Mm. It's like the similar advice in terms of like trying instead of assuming, it's try to understand like what the like what works for each individual. So mm. some people are chasing titles. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people yeah. are uh, interested in the type of work. Some people are um, in the different stage of life right now that they were before. You're a young parent, so you know, like, yeah. the perspective changed. Drastically. Oh, 100%, yeah. So, like, let's say someone was just focused on, like, building this cool product for two years, and they are, like, burning a lot of midnight oil in the startup, and then yeah. they have a kid, and they want a stable job at the big company that still scratches that each of solving these problems, yeah. but maybe in a more calm and organized way. So I think as a as someone who like leads teams and hires people, you need to try to, you know, focus on understanding what makes individual person different <laughs> than yourself and then and yeah. every other else. Like versus, uh, like you, while I'm a big fan of systems thinking, we shouldn't treat human beings as something like things we can categorize and treat yeah. systemically and like everyone the same thing mm, mm. my one-on-ones with the people on my team are different depending on the person and the yeah. same goes with like retaining talents like for each person it's going to be something different yeah uh, the hard the harder part here especially for people managers is that 
not everyone is super outspoken about those things, what they mm. need. Sometimes they don't know what they need. Sometimes they feel they need something else, what they truly need. Yeah. So the job is not easy, but what helps you is instead of trying to fit them in your existing preconceptions and biases and your beliefs, it's like actually just shutting yourself up and asking yeah. a lot of questions and trying to really deeply understand yeah, what, makes, what makes them happy and fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, but the last thing I want to say in this topic is like there is no formula to retain, retain uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to also treat each individual as someone that is on a path somewhere. Like they're on the journey, right? Yeah. So like you have the timeline of the company. Yeah, we are growing. We need more designers. We need to have, we need to keep the designers we have and yeah. add more. But someone is on their own timeline of their career development. So I think a good manager knows that no one in their team is really there forever. Yeah. Actually, yeah. like you're like in your best interest as a people leader is to actually transition people to other teams, maybe yeah. coach them out of the company. I, yeah. This is different from like uh, letting yeah, no, go. Yeah, actually, course, yeah. like seeing, hey, Matt, I think that you would be much happier if you run your own design agency and I yeah. will help you to do it. And I think that's yeah. a better long term fit. That's that requires uh, a lot of. Uh, courage as a people manager because yeah. you also represent the company and you're yeah. effectively making the company lose a great talent yeah but i believe you know companies come and go but people yeah. remember the managers that exactly pay yeah. attention to them yeah so try like instead of just focusing on like how do i retain people i would say focus on building the relationships on a deeper level mm. it doesn't mean become friends with everyone and yeah, of course, every, yeah. every friday yeah. but like Try to understand them as humans and do all you can do to make the human behind yeah. the role fulfilled. Don't always means like happy on the surface, like fulfilled yeah. and, and healthily challenged. Yeah. And then deal with what happens. That that yeah. may not work and that's okay. Yeah. That's just no. the nature of things. Yeah, I completely agree. I think um people leave managers more so than companies. Um oh, yeah people leave people more so than companies you know it could be team members it could be managers it could be you know mm. people indirectly not necessarily working in their team but people they're associated with or you know someone higher up in the company that mm. has implemented this you know strange way of working all of a sudden you know structural changes yeah. whatever it might be um i think you know being a being a manager is it's so key to understand individual needs and, and wants and, and not not giving them targets to hit i think that's the, the mm. most common mistake a manager can ever do is say right this is what you've got here. Like I mm -hmm. recruitment, um, you know, obviously we have targets to hit and things like that, but mm. what, what should happen really is uh, what it happens here. It's just really great is that, um, you know, you're giving the power to control what your targets are. You know, you set your own targets, mm. you set what you think you should be doing, what you should look at to achieve. It's the same thing in design. You know, you should mm. be able to empower them to say, right, what do you, you know, what do you want? Where do you want to get to? What's mm. your, what's your short-term mid-term long-term visions um mm. as a manager you then work with them to say okay let's set some targets let's set some goals let's mm. set some realistic things that we can hit in the next six 12 mm. months 18 months um mm. and once once we peak and we hit that if it comes to the point where there is no you know future mm. growth here at this company then maybe it's best to move on and do something else but i think the worst mistake that managers can make is to well, obviously micromanage is terrible <laughs> um but um you know be too strong on mm. the fact that i'm the manager you know i should tell mm. you what to do as opposed to you mm. tell me what you want to do and i help you along that path mm. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, I deeply believe that the, 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 the job could be at essence as being a catalyst, right? Or a multiplier. Mm. So basically yeah. you like you hired great people and you know they have talents, hopefully you know. <laughs> You, yeah, yeah. If you know how to hire, you focus on the talents yeah. that people have and not the weaknesses that they, they might have. And you want to kind of like a catalyst to this talent into performance. And hopefully this performance keeps increasing. Uh, but there are so many different variables that makes this simple, like very simple definition hard in real life. And uh, it's um, that's why I think you need a lot of curiosity and being able to get yourself like attuned to other person like really see them and really hear what they uh what they are telling you and what they're not telling you but they what they yeah have, they want to tell you yeah. mani manifesting yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the closing a big loop of our conversation like the first step that you figured out what you want to do with your career maybe become a manager is trying to mentor others yeah <laughs> uh, but like one thing that I learned is that I'm a chatterbox and I greatly overestimated how little talking you should do as a good manager and yeah. how much more listening you should yeah. do. So yeah. mentorship for me is also a platform that I can actually provide more advice. Like yeah. as, a, as a manager, you coach, so you did ask yeah. questions and you mentor too, but yeah. you know, there is a balance. Yeah. So I think you can, you can use that very simple thing, which is reach out to other designers on both directions the ones yeah. that you want to learn from and the exactly, one that yeah. you feel like you can you can help yeah. with and try there and uh, hopefully this all makes the the design industry a bit better <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it is uh, you yeah. know, one designer at a time yeah definitely we are at so i think we'll uh we'll, we'll leave it there um i think it's a good place to end um but yeah um obviously really appreciate your time of course always a pleasure um for everyone who's watching, um, if you want to check out the other episodes, um, please do. I will send the put the links on the, the description and in the comments as usual. Um, but yeah, again, Piotr, pleasure. Have a great day. Thank and, you, man. Uh, that was yeah, great. See you guys soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye.